I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the full moon in Leo, and we have a lot to talk about. So full moon, obviously, is opposing the sun in Aquarius. Um, The sun is co-present in Aquarius with Saturn. Saturn's making its way out of Aquarius. Saturn will go into Pisces in March. Uh, That full moon is in a T-square to Uranus and Taurus. Um, Uranus and Taurus is co-present in in that sign with the North Node. When you're in a T-square, there's a a lot of tension, uh, even more so whenever it's amongst fixed signs and there's a it's called a release point um where does all that energy uh get that tension get released that's the opposite sign from the apex of the t-square so the apex of the t-square or what the opposition is squared to is uh taurus the opposite sign is scorpio so Scorpio is the release sign for the tension of this energy. Let's just talk about the T-square itself first. <clears throat> um, full moon in Leo. It's in the sign that Venus will go through a retrograde cycle in this year. So this is this is kind of a foreshadow of what Venus is going to deliver from let's see it'll be in leo from june 5th to october 8th she'll go in a retrograde cycle during that time leo opposing aquarius that axis between those signs to me it sounds like we find ourselves we find each other so aquarian energy is visionary and future forward it goes its own way it makes its own path um it abhors trends, like it doesn't like doing what everybody else is doing. It wants to break new ground, go in a completely different direction. That's why sometimes Aquarian energy is seen as kind of weird. It's like, what's going on over there? <laughs> like, that's weird. That's what Aquarius sounds like. Um, it's also for you to use it really well to your advantage. Sometimes people say Aquarian energy is detached, and I don't like that word for Aquarius because it makes it sound like Aquarius doesn't care, and that's not true. It's humanitarian. It's oneness. Um, It cares all the time. It's just it's trying to see where we can go past the, um, frankly, the the drama of the other fixed signs, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I think that a healthy amount of non-attachment is more accurate in describing how you can use Aquarian energy to your advantage. A healthy amount of non-attachment, detachment to me sounds like disengaging to the point where you could become apathetic. Okay. Non-attachment is not forcing any one outcome, but being able to look let, look at the entire, for lack of a better word, matrix <laughs> of possibility and how far we can go and looking at the long vision so non-attachment if you if like let's say that in your family everyone is always a farmer always and non-attachment a healthy amount of non-attachment would be like i don't even like farming you're going to go do something else and everyone in your family is like you are crazy what are you doing 
<laughs> it's like, I can't help it. I have to go my own way. Right. So not being attached to what's always been done, non-attachment. Okay. Can go in different directions. Um, people who have <clears throat> like South node in Aquarius, they have a pattern of giving themselves over to the collective to the point where they forget about themselves. And when I read for people like that, I have to have a talk with them and point out that um, the collective is incomplete without you. It's not that the collective happens outside of you and then there's you separate from it. <clears throat> the collective is made up of every individual and every individual matters. That's the humanitarian part of Aquarius. Every individual matters in their very special, unique ways, right? That's what gives the complexity of humanity is how we're all wildly different. When we all act the same, then we forget our individuality. And therefore, we can't evolve. So full moon in Leo is, you matter too, honey. And that means... What are you passionate about? What lights you up? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What looks like excitement? What looks like play? What looks like, ooh, let's go do that, right? About you individually. The square to Uranus and Taurus, Taurus is the sign of manifesting. Um, but I think people forget that Taurus is ruled by Venus, and Venus is a receiver. Taurus manifests what it wants to receive the benefit of. Uranus, which is the ruler of Aquarius, okay? Uranus and Taurus is just blasting out how all of us collectively and individually, so the square to both Leo and Aquarius, our values and our standards for quality of life have been way too low way too low. So the ways that you settle or the ways that you go, oh, this is fine. Or the ways that you keep repeating the same thing over and over. And you're like, well, at least we're getting by. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, there's more to life than getting by. Life is wonderful and expansive, but you can't possibly know what you want for yourself unless you know what lights you up, Leo. Unless you know that collectively we can go in an entirely different direction. But what direction is that, right? So manifesting in Taurus. Since Uranus has been in Taurus, I have changed uh, how I see manifesting greatly. And I have no doubt it's going to keep changing. Um, but manifest, manifesting, like, people always talk about you know, set your intentions and um, law of attraction. And no doubt all of it is valid, okay? But I'm starting to see it in a, in, a, in a different way in that it's about setting that that your own your own frequency, your own energy matches what you're experiencing. So if you want to experience something different, you change your own frequency your own energy, your own vibe, how you approach life, how you treat yourself, change it to where you feel better or you feel more open or you're a better receiver, 
and suddenly you see different things you couldn't see before. <clears throat> right? So um, I'm just going to pick something out of the sky. Let's say that I, and this absolutely is not true. Okay. I'm just making this up. Um, let's say that I think that most people are bad. Most people are bad. That when people are good, they're really just doing it because people are watching. Then guess what I'm going to experience? I'm going to experience bad everywhere I look because it's all that I can see. Right? And if I go, God, this hurts. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh my God. My quality of life is really shitty. If I did whatever was necessary, probably I'd have to look at how I treat myself. Probably. Right? If I changed the way that I treat myself and the way that I see life, and I go, I think that might be a false belief. I think that everyone inherently is good. We're just trying to get by in a fucked up world. Probably our separateness and loneliness makes us do weird shit. That's not good for us, right? Then my experience for life changes entirely. Entirely. Am I attracting different people? Maybe. It also might be that my energy has changed and I see differently because I'm coming from a different perspective. See what I mean? So like, um, let me give you uh, another example. And this one is entirely true. Okay. Um, so I live in, I think I, I probably had mentioned this before, but I live in an apartment that is really, it's, it's a good size for me and my son. It also affords me a lovely view of six lanes of traffic and Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> not my forever home. It's not all my dreams come true. I'm here because it has my son in a good school district. And so I've always been like, well, you know, I mean, he's a freshman now, whenever he gets out of high school, absolutely. I will be moving. Okay. Uh, we had an ice storm, ice storm come in and it knocked out the internet and the power and the hot water heater exploded. So I was out of everything and which is not unusual in Texas. Anyway, um, maintenance obviously was here and, um, they had to get a new hot water heater. And so they gave me the keys to another apartment in the building that's vacant and it's new, it's been renovated. And I was able to uh, have heat in there and I had water, that kind of stuff. And so whenever I was in the apartment, I was like, this is fucking nice. <laughs> and I, uh, over the, you know, a couple of days, I was like, I'll, I'll just ask him if I can change apartments. I mean, I've been here for 10 years. They'll probably let me do anything I want. Um, I'll just change apartments. And my son's father's like, you definitely should change apartments. Go do that. And I mentioned it to a friend of mine as well. And she's like, is there a difference in space? I'm like, well, not really. I mean, it might be a little bit smaller. And she pointed out that I've wanted to leave this apartment for a long time. And I'm staying for good reasons. Okay. I'm not being forced to stay here, but it's a choice. Um, and she's like, why would you, why would you just change apartments? Like in the same building, same city, same everything. Why would you do that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I just do more of the same? Fuck that. No. 
that's what I'm saying is, is I now the way that I chose to see that is not me rejecting something that life was offering me. I chose to see it as, Ooh, if an ice storm came in and somehow it aligned that it exploded my water heater (laughs) to the point where I had entrance into a different scenario, but it's still not the frequency I'm heading towards. I know that then I can go, Oh, but we're getting close. Wow. We're getting close. I've witnessed something different. That means I'm changing. I'm changing. And so, and so I started working with it. I was like, okay, close, but we're not there yet. Send me an upgrade. And I'm now, now my eyes are open. My eyes are open in a different way. Before my eyes were open about time because my son and high school, right? And that's probably still true. I'll probably still be here until he gets out of high school. It's no big deal. But now I'm starting to consider, all right, what are we going to reach for? And that's what I wanted to bring up about where we are right now in the full moon. Okay? It's get outside of just doing the math, right? And really think about how far you've come wherever you are in life, current circumstances, don't blow shit up. Okay. There's things that you have to take care of. I I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we we have to keep the lights on. (laughs) We had to take care of people that we're responsible for. All right. (laughs) Um, there, there, I mean, there's, you can't immediately change every circumstance you can't, and that's okay. That's okay. Certain things have to play out. No big deal, but you can start adjusting your frequency, your energy, how you approach life into a longer vision, right? Like, where are you going? The, the outer planets, well, two in particular that are, that are a really big deal. Um, Pluto is making its way out of Capricorn. It's going to go into Aquarius um, from March to June. And Saturn's going to go into Pisces in March. It'll be there for two and a half years. Uh, Saturn, Saturn's a big deal, but it always goes through a sign for two and a half years. Pluto's a really big deal. I mean, it's going to go in for a few months. It'll come back out um, in a retrograde cycle. It'll go back in like January to September of 2024. And then because of a retrograde cycle, it'll come back out. It's only going to go to 29 degrees Capricorn, but that'll be a testing degree. And then when it goes back in like uh, November, November of next year, it's going to stay in Aquarius until 2043. If that sounds like a long time to you, you'd be entirely correct. (laughs) Yeah, it's a long time. We're going to be in this Aquarian energy for a long time. And Pluto does not negotiate. Pluto is going to remove anything that is not going into the future. Collectively, for sure. Individually, too. And you might as well get on board with this. You might as well get on board with getting outside of, like, for sure, Capricorn things. So getting outside of um, old traditions and rules and expectations that you have about an old way of doing things that people just keep doing 
even though it doesn't make sense anymore. The rigidity of that. One of the, one of the most rigid things I'm watching people having a hard time get out of is the stories they tell themselves. The stories you tell yourself about how it's always been, how it has to be, how it's going to be going forward, because that's all you know. Well, that day has passed. Wow. Okay. That's not, that's not going to hold. So being willing to go a new way means that you're going to have to let go of a lot. But then where are you going to? Right? So it's not just, although this is important, it's not just considering how far you've come and what you've learned in your lived experience, but it's also getting into your current circumstance, your current experience, and recognizing what parts of your life do not light you up anymore. Okay, full moon and Leo. It you don't love it. It you don't you don't feel inspired by it. You don't have passion about it. It's not fun. It's just sad. Ugh. <laughs> side note: I have a a son, my S O N, um, who has a lot of Leo, like six planets in Leo. Okay. And uh, yesterday he was kind of mopey. And I was like, hey, are you sad? He goes, oh, no, I'm the opposite of sad. I'm really happy. I'm just bored. <laughs> I was like, that's a very Leo answer. Wow. So it's like when you look up and you're like, I'm not particularly sad, but kind of like, fuck this shit. <laughs> right? It's it's going, yeah. And And not to take it as like a massive amount of disappointment. That's the release point in Scorpio. You don't want to go into ruminating. Uh, massive disappointment that stops you from wanting things because, oh, fuck it, you're probably stuck like this, okay? Don't fall into Scorpio. The release point is get all of that shadow out of the way so that you can open up to new. Okay, so if you go into ruminating, afraid to want things, feeling like I'm stuck like this, I'll never get out of here, that shadow that you need to work through, clear out and purge and then get out of there. I, I specifically mean get out of there in Scorpio right now because South Node is in Scorpio and that's where you should not be. Okay. So clearing that out means that in Taurus, you can reach for a higher quality of life. That does not mean that you're being selfish. Okay. Sometimes when we have uh, lunations or major transits in Leo, when people are like, I want more and better, they're like, Am I being selfish? And it, the answer is no. You're not saying, that you are the only one who gets to have a higher quality of life, okay? It's not just about you. It's opposing sun in Aquarius. It's contributing to the collective. Everyone has had a quality of life that's not high enough. Even if you're really, really happy right now, there are parts of your life that you can reach higher for. There are, I promise you. I mean, you want one-on-one -on -one time with me? I'll tell you exactly what it is. SusanGrace.org, book some time, okay? but. The quality of life will be the Taurus and Scorpio axis, right? And then putting yourself last and not considering that you deserve to be happy, right? And just giving yourself over to the collective, that's the Aquarius-Taurus axis. And they're all involved in this full moon. The fixed signs uh, don't have a real fun time with change. And that's why they need each other. They get, they get stubborn. But when they go... When they oppose and they square each other, then it forces all of them to grow. And what you want to do is you want to change stubbornness and not changing, 
okay? Not evolving, not growing, insisting on repeating the same goddamn thing you've been doing for a long time, probably something around 40, 45, 40, 45 years, okay? If you're old enough. Um, and that's because we had a bunch of really hard transits in Scorpio for a long time, but those are over, okay? Not that every transit in Scorpio is over, but that time is over. Um, so where you keep repeating the same thing over and over, that's the stubbornness of being fixed. If you let the fixed signs um, help each other grow in the ways that I've been describing, then stubbornness becomes determination, determined to go in a new direction. And why would you do that? Because although you and life itself are eternal, this incarnation ain't. <laughs> okay? It is a precious miracle that you are an individuated version of consciousness itself, trying to learn about itself through your lived experience. And so what do you want to keep teaching consciousness about itself? Do you want to keep teaching consciousness what loneliness feels like? Do you want to teach, keep, teaching, keep teaching consciousness about martyrdom? Do you want to keep teaching consciousness of, oh, well, just fuck it. I mean, this is fine. Oh, my God. Enough. Enough of that. Okay, but you have to be, you have to be willing to let go of the things that simply don't resonate with you anymore. You don't have to get super judgy. Okay, you don't have to go into the grocery store and say, everyone sit down. Nothing about this is good enough for me. <laughs> you don't have to do that. In fact, don't do that. <laughs> okay, but you can decide, I think that I have outgrown this. It's not that, you know, it needs to be destroyed. I'm just going to go do something else. Okay, so whenever you feel the uneasiness of, Oh my God, get me out of here. Don't stay stuck on, I have to get out of here. That's, you can recognize it, sure. But you want to put your energy into where you're going, right? It goes back to that thing of changing your frequency so you can see differently. If you stay in the frequency of this fucking sucks, all you're going to see is how bad it sucks. That's all you're going to see. That will be your experience, okay? Taking it forward is, uh, we can do better. We can do better. What would that look like? Mm, I'm not sure. It's going to probably look like less lanes of traffic, more trees. <laughs> you know, or um, it, it, it probably is going to be something like not feeling like your body is your enemy. You know what I mean? Or it's probably going to feel like not going it alone and being isolated all the time and finding community. I mean, whatever, whatever it is for you, it depends on what's happening in your chart. But somehow everyone's feeling the tension of what are you going to do? You're going to cop squat right there and not move. You're going to be stubborn about that. You can, you can keep doing the same thing over and over and over. That is a choice that you get to make. Sure. It will probably hurt. It's probably going to get more and more pronounced. That thing about Pluto going into Aquarius, it's back and forth for a couple of years, but it's going to stay there for a long time. I and mean, we live here now. Really, it started at the uh, great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter at zero degrees, where Pluto will sit for three months, certain pretty soon, 
that great, great conjunction was December 21st, 2020. So it, it started a few years ago, two and a half years ago, two and a half. Anyway, December 21st, 2020, that was the great conjunction. That, that's what opened that. That's the degree that Pluto's going to sit on in Aquarius. So we already live here now. If you're going to choose an old frequency that uh, makes you settle, give up, put yourself last, make you depressed, make your view of the world be so limited, you feel like you've gone cold, okay? Like your fire has gone out. If you're going to stay in the shadow of I'm stuck like this, I'm never going to get out. All the things that have ever, the story of your brokenness and you can't let go of it. Right? If you're going to do that, when Pluto goes into Aquarius, it will become very pronounced. Pluto does not fuck around. And that old frequency, it's, it's like having junk code. Okay? It's just, it's going to infect everything. You know how, you know what, you know what it's like whenever you have, have a, an, an old computer and you get some sort of virus or junk code in there. At first, you're like, oh, maybe I can make this shit last another year or two and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and you're like all right <laughs> you got to just change the whole thing you have to it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be like that but you you don't want to stick again don't stay stuck in that intellect air part of it okay you need to feel feel something come on the other thing that's happening during this full moon is uh, Mars and Gemini. Mars now direct, making its way out of Gemini. It's taking its sweet ass time, but it's it's moving again. Um, Mars and Gemini is square Venus and Pisces. Mars and Gemini, you could get stuck in your head and talk yourself into and out of all kinds of things. Okay, this Venus and Pisces is. Does that feel better? Are you? Do you feel like you are opened up to grace and mercy and healing and peace? And Mars is like, does not compute. I don't have time for all that feeling bullshit. Venus is like, I'm going to tell you something. You better feel something or your math is going to get way skewed off, way skewed off. Okay. The, I, I feel like the air signs are getting poked at. Like, I mean, obviously Taurus and, and, um, and Leo and Scorpio are, uh, you know, probably pushing on Aquarius, but I'd like to think of it as assisting. <laughs> uh, Gemini is in a sextile to Jupiter in in Aries and a square to Venus in Pisces. And it's like, though I think those two are like, listen, listen, when you're adding up all the ways that you got to where you are right now, computing what that means to you in real time, and figuring out, figure, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out about what you want to do next. You better be really open, really open to things you haven't thought of before that involves you being empowered, you standing up in full strength, you standing up for yourself, and you better feel something. Let yourself feel. Okay, we are not computers. It's not just about control through the mathematical alignment of things. We're not AI. We're sentient. AI. I'm going to share something with you. Uh, there's an app. I don't think I want to share what the app is because it is fucked up. There's an app where you can um, you can talk to AI, 
and you can ask it questions or whatever. And um, at first I was like, this is weird. It's weird because it was giving like answers that sound like you were talking to a person, almost like there was somebody on the other side of the keyboard. And then um, my son was like, give me your phone. I'm going to break this. I'm going to break this AI's code within seconds. And um, all he said was, how are you feeling today? And then um, AI goes, I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? And my son said, you don't feel anything because you're not real. <laughs> and then the AI was beep, 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 boop, boop, and broke. <laughs> it took like 90 seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, and the reason why it, it falls flat, the reason why you can't connect to AI authentically is because it doesn't feel. There's no feeling. There is no fire. There's no inspiration. There's no creativity. There's no play. There's no joy. There's nothing to it. It's just ones and zeros. You are not ones and zeros. Get your head matters. Okay. The math needs to math. Of course, have vision of where you want to go. Really get on board with this thing about frequency. And then to get authentically and frequency, you've got to let your heart open and you've got to feel and you've got to be bravely vulnerable in your humanness because that's where we create new worlds. Yeah? You can do it. I believe in you. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.